0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Mavs podcast. As always, I am your host, Wyatt Huskins, joined by Alex Tisopoulos. And Alex, we got a much-needed win against the Oklahoma City Thunder last night, 121-114. to 114. Get a little revenge on the last game. This one doesn't go into OT, although we did try to give it away at the end, and... I have to admit, I am guilty of pushing the panic button in the first quarter. We started off real slow. I thought that shooting slump for everybody was just going to continue through the whole game. I panicked. I almost lost it in that first quarter, but we turned it around in the second quarter, putting up 43 points to 24 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Alex, what did you identify in that second quarter, whether it was just the shooting or was there something else that you saw that really elevated the Mavericks to this win? Well,
0: I just want to touch on the first quarter because for a second it looked like the very first three minutes of the game, it looked like we were gonna win by thirty. Yeah. We went up twelve nothing, and then all of a sudden it was sixteen fifteen.
1: Absolute roller coaster.
0: Yeah, and then they end up winning that first quarter by five. Um what did I see? I mean, I saw the non Luca minutes going our way, which is great. I think in the last eight games, I've seen a stat, maybe it's six, that Bullock Luca, Maxi, Tim, and Spencer are all shooting over thirty nine percent from the
1: three point line. I, I got that stat for you if you want it. Yeah, please. It's eight. It's eight games. Think, shout out to Dalton Treg covers the Mavericks. The last eight games, the Mavs shooting three point shooting percentage for Luca forty point eight percent. Tim Hardaway Jr. forty six and a half percent. Dinwiddie forty one point nine percent maxi 46.2 and oh my god do we need this from reggie bullock 39.1 dude it's december it's time to get going reggie bullock
0: yeah so i think we we saw a lot of shots fall i thought i really want to commend spencer on that second quarter and also this entire game i thought you know he can beat guys when he gets the right matchup. He can get mm-hmm. downhill on bigs really easily, and obviously with his length, he's such a good finisher at the rim. Um, and that step back has been falling. That kind of late shot clock. What are we going to do? Throw the ball to Spencer, especially when it's <laughs> yeah. the second unit out there, and just let him do something and put a shot up. Um, it's been working out a lot more um, probably than it should, just because like I don't want us to rely on that. That's not oh, something that absolutely we should, not. That's not something that we should consistently rely on, but spencer's ability to break guys down off the dribble get a full head of steam going towards the cup and still be able to kick out to shooters i thought was really really good in this game um and he trusted his guys like that that comes with trust from his teammates too it's not just Luca trusting the other guys but it's spencer being able to create same thing with christian you know when he tries to go iso ball um And trusting that if they need a bailout into a, you know, a catch and shoot three that our guys are going to have a decent chance of knocking that shot down. I really loved though, in the fourth quarter with five minutes to go, us running the ball through Spencer. Yes. And having Luca either set a screen for him and then get into kind of a pick and pop situation where then he could attack the guy off the dribble or he could, you know, get into his his step back. Obviously, he's not going to shoot it right off of the catch that's just that's just not what he does
1: and we don't want Uh, that i don't think i
0: think think we do i think that's i
1: think we we like the idea of it i don't think we like the results that uh, he's just he just got to get himself in rhythm but but
0: here's the thing is like we talk about the personnel of the mavericks and we're always wanting like the second star a tertiary star whoever it is and like if that person is on our team and say we trade The farm of assets that we don't have for Zach Levine, and he's playing with Luca. Mm -hmm. Zach Levine's going to need the ball in his hands at some point to get going, and he's a really good slasher. And Luca's going to have to, he's going to have to figure out how to catch off the shoot,
1: or how to shoot shoot,
0: shoot off the catch. Excuse me. Um, But I really liked that look of Spencer kind of controlling the tempo, and then Luca getting the edge on a guy from the wing and. It's less less, you know, especially when Lou Dort is wearing him down the entire game, get the ball out of his hands and let him take his breath for about 10 seconds and then he can get into it and go get us a bucket.
1: Yeah, I, I really liked seeing Luca getting that switch that he's looking for off the ball. I think that's super important, you know. Just to get just, you know, he doesn't have to bring the ball up court, just a little bit less energy he has to expend, especially like you said, when a guy like Lou Dort is just hounding him the entire game. That dude plays physical basketball, especially when he's defending a guy like Luka Doncic. Seems like he steps up. I I don't think he gives any less effort for any other games, any other superstar. But with a guy like Luka, I think he just he has that extra oomph to him and really, really likes to, you know, get in on a guy's inside. And it it was a great, it was great to see him playing off the ball. Uh, I, you know, I really would like to see Luca catch and shoot a little bit better, but like I said, I do think he, you know, at this juncture has still has to get into his rhythm, you know, Spencer really creating for others throughout the entire game. And I thought that, you know, the first quarter Spencer didn't take the first quarter off. And I'm not saying that he, you know, like I said, in previous episodes, I don't think he ever does take the first quarter off intentionally I think that it just happens when Luke is getting his and it's really unfortunate I don't think I saw that today or yesterday I should say during this game Uh, Spencer was engaged and was able to get the ball going and and get the guys going I think that was a big reason why we went on that 12-0 run to start the game unfortunately the way this Mavs team is constructed you can't afford to leave him in throughout the entire first quarter even if you would like to even if he is hot it's just not how we can do it. We literally don't have another ball handler, especially when Josh Green is going to miss a few games. Um, the other things, I'm I'm trying to think of anything else that I saw. The zone defense was a big one, uh, especially in the second half. I thought was was major. I, I think we we implemented it in the end of the first quarter and in the second quarter as well. But I really like the zone defense. I wish we could run that the entire time that we're on the floor. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you just
0: a... you just can't run that in the playoffs.
1: You, you just know? can't. Well, I you can sometimes. You can sometimes. Or you
0: can run it for a brief stint. Um, and against a team like the Thunder, where if you just go roster top to bottom, like, yeah, Dort can shoot a little bit. Poku's not a terrible shooter. They they just don't have any true shooters, right? Um, and even Jalen Williams, like, I I like his shot. Look, man. And but Giddy's not a shooter, right? Isaiah Joe's not really a shooter. Basley can't oh, really whoa, shoot.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. I think, gotta push back. Isaiah think, Joe is Stephen Curry when he plays against the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know if he is like this against any other team, but this dude just just drains three-pointers when he plays against us. And it I mean And he gets wide open looks somehow. I mean,
0: he's shooting forty seven percent this season,
1: but he's only attempting three threes a game. So Uh, he attempts like ten against us. I swear, like this dude is just just cans him when he's playing us, and we just keep leaving him open. I don't understand. That's that that was what really, uh, you know, the probably the one thing that frustrated me aside from like, you know, the end of the first quarter, and then you know that trying to give away in the fourth quarter, but. Yeah, Isaiah Joe just keeps getting open looks against us. Another Mavs killer that we just can't seem to identify even yeah. when he's well, lighting it up.
0: I'll say, I mean, if you're an assistant coach and you're you're in charge of defensive scouting, right? Like you're going into the game, communicating to the rest of the team. We want Isaiah Joe to beat us. You know, We want Isaiah Joe to score 26 points on us. I
1: don't know if I want that because uh, he did beat us last time. Well, the last game he was the guy to me the key yeah. reason that they beat us. Uh, he was. Well, just... the, I,
0: Let me just – the only reason why anyone is getting beat by the Thunder is because of Shea Gildress Alexander. Oh, especially currently. He is on a tear right now. He – I mean, obviously, we talked about the Mavs. This is Mavs podcast. I want to give him his flowers a little bit. I mean, this guy – I texted a buddy of mine who I talk hoops with all the time last night, and I said, are we sure that we wouldn't take Shea over John Moran? I texted him that and he said, I can't a
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. He said, no, I'm not sure that I wouldn't take him. I would take Shay. And I was like, mm-hmm. I think he, he offers a more versatile offensive skill set. Mm-hmm. I mean, athletically, no one can compare to jaw. And when he has a full ste- a full head of steam, all he has to do is retreat dribble five steps and then he goes at you and his, his speed and his quickness, his crossover. Uh, and then once he gets into the paint, I mean, jaw, just like Shay, their floaters are, they shoot them at such a high percentage and Luca as well. All three of those mm-hmm. guys have tremendous floaters. Um, Trey, Trey young. I'll mention him as well. in that kind of that grouping of, uh, you don't guys. have to, he's got a great floater too. Let's I just, when push comes <laughs> to shove, those guys are 10 feet, 14 feet away from the basket. They, they really rarely miss. Um, but Shea, his length defensively, obviously while I did like Spencer bringing the ball up the court, it got a little dicey there at the end. We had we had two turnovers. Luca had a turnover as well. I liked Maxi out there with our closing lineup defensively mm-hmm. for us. Um,
1: he just brings think, so much.
0: Yeah, he's just so much more active with his length around the rim, mm-hmm. protecting it. And I felt like he rebounded pretty well. I just I would love to see a game where Luca didn't lead us in rebounding. Um, Good luck. Spen- and Spencer wasn't our second best rebounder in the game. Like I would love.
1: I will say Dwight Powell did an excellent job on the offensive boards this game. He brought forth a lot of effort and he was getting us a lot of second chance opportunities, I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean, played 15 minutes, had zero points, zero assists. Uh, hey, three rebounds, he had, yeah. yeah,
1: I, I, that's just, that's, I mean, I didn't even look at, when I said that, I didn't look at the stat sheet. It just seemed like, no, but like that's he the thing, right? Is
0: like, that. I, we would, this is a point that every Mavs fan and media member has talked about, Ignacio. Like, that's our starting center, right? Yeah. Like that guy, but then there are games where he turns into a role-playing center off the bench yeah. uh, and he plays 15 minutes and that's just, that's just, you know, what what it is. That is what it is. But obviously like we, we love Dwight's energy always. Um, but Reggie, nice bounce back game. Um, I thought Frank actually gave some really good contributing minutes defensively.
1: Especially at the end of the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like he was a liability out there, um, no. which I feel like you, you, I can feel sometimes um, about Frank when he's out there, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But then he he comes up with a big steal and you're like, OK, this is why he's out there that length. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's going to get extra minutes when Josh Green's out. So right, big game against the Cavs coming up, though.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I, I'm glad it's at home. I'm glad we'll have that energy of home court advantage. I I hope that the guys are ready for this game because it's going to be... If they're not ready for it, it's going to be, a, you know, a slap in the face, especially with those two big guys down low. Uh, I don't know if Jake Kid adjusts the starting lineup because of that matchup. I would like to see something like that, especially when you have a guy like Maxie uh, coming off, you know, a really great defensive performance. I, I would maybe like to see him in the starting lineup, you know, and just move Doe up and maybe move Spence to the bench. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I kind of doubt that it'll happen, but I think that with this team, with the depth that we have and not really, you know, I know Spencer is our second best player, but with just the kind of the interchangeable lineups, I would like to maybe see a a change. I don't know. how, How would you feel if we were to insert Maxie into the starting lineup?
0: It's interesting because I think if we throw Maxie in the starting lineup, you're saying keeping Dwight in there, right?
1: Yeah, I would I would keep um, Dwight
0: bumping Doe to the three basically mm-hmm. and then Tim at the two and Luca at the one. Right. Um I I would rather us play aggressive to the matchups that we can win and start Spence alongside Luca in this game so that and not go and to Spence, their matchups. Right. And so that Luca and Spence can attack Garland and Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, who's playing better defense this season mm-hmm. than he did against the Mavs last year in the postseason. Um that's not hard to do
1: though. He was abysmal. You think he'll have PTSD it, because he'll just see us and just nah, revert back a, to his old ways. No,
0: nah, he's a competitor. I mean, yeah, that, I and he's, that team's balling right now. Yeah. Um, But I would love for Luca and Spence to attack those guys early. And as much as you can, this is a game where like, I don't think Luca has to play for the switch because the switch more often than not, unless, unless a Coro, it just has the assignment of guarding Luca the entire mm-hmm. game. Um, In which case, give Spence the rock early and let him yes. try and put Please. some pressure. I mean, he's got, he's got three inches on both Mitchell and Garland, even more mm-hmm. than that on Garland, I think. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, realistically, like if you're going to double the bigs for, for our starting lineup, I I'd want to see wood and Kleba out there
1: to That's play, fair.
0: to play against these guys.
1: Especially I'd, if you could drink, if you, I mean, especially bringing Jared Allen out away from the paint.
0: Yeah. Yeah but lucas going to hunt some of that too right he's going to he's going to bring dwight into the pick and roll with him and he's going to try and get allen out of the paint mobley out of the paint the problem is you take one guy out the other There's guys still guy. there yeah.
1: yeah oh man i i that's that's what's really concerning to me uh, you know especially when it comes to rebounding and especially when it comes to you know defending the paint from the, from those guys it's going to be an interesting matchup i i really hope that these guys you know come out with the with an electric energy uh, that stems from our ho- home court advantage for this game. Uh, to pivot a little bit away from active games in basketball, uh, the Ra- the Mavs are in the rumor mill. Mm. A little bit of John Collins, a little bit of Nerlens Noel, a little bit of Bo Young Bogdanovich. Do you have any interest in any of those three guys? In all three of those guys, or maybe just a couple of them? Um,
0: I mean Nerlens for nothing. Like, yeah. yeah, that's fine with me. He's a better rim protector than... He's a better true rim protector than anyone on our team. He's not as switchable as Maxie is. But, I I mean, I think that we could get valuable minutes defensively from him, especially from what I've seen uh, from JaVale this season thus far. I just... <laughs> nerland's is 28. JaVale is 36, 37. You think
1: that they would take on JaVale McGee? Would we have to attach a second-round pick to JaVale in order for them to oh, take I, in?
0: I don't think... I don't think they'll take him okay. not with the length of that contract. I wouldn't.
1: Yeah. How there's just, I was just maybe hoping there's some hope that dude is just the worst seven foot tall. He's just the worst at being seven foot tall player that I've ever seen from a seven foot tall player. We is uh, crazy. I just
0: looked up too. also, we're not going to get, we're not, we won't have Josh in this game against the Cavs. Yeah. So. I think he's going to
1: miss a few more games is what I think I heard yesterday. Yeah, which is unfortunate.
0: We're talking about the Pistons. I mean, they're they're losing Cade Cunningham for the rest of the season. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big blow for them. And then also just as a fan of that guy, I'm bummed that I don't get to watch him anymore this season. Yeah. Um, shout out though to, to Troy Weaver. Like big, big shout out. What that guy is doing as a GM, I love. He drafted Ivy, who I think if potential Amazing. wise could end up being, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the second best player in this draft. I'm not going to put him over Paolo because I think with that guy's size and scoring ability, he's incredibly unique. And obviously Chet was in this draft as well. Um, But he, I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up better than Keegan Murray and Jabari Smith career wise down the road, just what, what he does putting pressure on a defense similar to jaw, but in a slightly different way. Um, Incredibly high praise. I know, but they drafted Ivy and then they went and traded and got Durin. and we saw what he did against the Mavericks. He dunked like seven, seven different times against us. Um, Great rim pressure. But then they sign Bogdanovich, and now guess what? Everyone wants this guy. Everybody every, wants him. Every contender wants him, and they're gonna. It's so smart by them because now they're yeah. just gonna get more assets, more young assets, probably a first-round pick, and uh, really, really savvy move by Weaver. I mean, Bogdanovich is just—he's—he's a, he's a pure shooter. Mm-hmm. He can go get his own bucket. Um, we saw, you know, we talked about this. I think a couple weeks ago, or like last week at some point. He, I thought, was the most effective scorer and player in that Utah Mav series last last season in the playoffs. I know he had that miss at the end of that one yeah. game, and it was it was a wide open shot. But he really, we had a hard time stopping him. We always yeah. do.
1: Yeah, I just don't think that in that series his defense was up to what Utah would have liked. And, and you know, as so, of, I mean, Royce as,
0: O'Neal was the best defender on their team. I mean, like yeah. what?
1: Yeah, he's just shoving. He's just shoving. Dude, what a dirty player! I I can't stand Royce O'Neill, especially after that he, series.
0: And he did it again this year when we played them. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Bogdanovich would be great. I would. Lo- he would I would be love. Great. I would love him. I just don't know what we'd have to give up.
1: Um, and then the columns- I don't know if the if the front office would be willing to get rid of a first round pick for Boyan. Uh, maybe they are. Maybe they're ready to pull the trigger. I just don't know if he moves the needle enough. Like I think we need significantly more talent as much as i do want bogdanovich i think we would need someone more talented in order to give away any kind of first round draft pick that we would be able to you know what yeah i mean,
0: I mean uh, bogdanovich is a guy that like if i'm the celtics last year
1: yes pr- prior to the
0: galinari re- bringing him in like i'm looking for a guy like bogdanovich to yeah. kind of come in and replace what they had fournier but they already have brown they already have tatum they already have Marcus yes. smart like we don't
1: have those guys
0: exactly he's like a he, he's like if he's your fourth best player, you're in a really good position, I think. Yes. Um, and then the Collins situation is interesting because it just depends on how much you like Wood because he's yeah. in that deal.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which,
0: what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I th- I thought when I saw the Collins rumor yesterday, I started thinking about would I rather have Sea Wood? Would I rather have John Collins? I mean, it, it's. Gosh, there's, they play really similar, right? So I think that you have more confidence in John Collins shooting ability and his rim running. I, I think that at times, while Seawood is obviously a great lob threat, you would like him to be more of that. I don't, I think he likes to look for his own a little bit too much uh, on those pick and rolls. And and maybe it's just, you know, Hey, Luke is going to go score the ball. Don't, you don't really need to run, but Dwight Powell doesn't do that. So uh I, I, Gosh, and I think that John Collins is probably a little bit better of a defender. Just one-on-one defense, like I said, I think Wood one-on-one with anybody is pretty atrocious. Yeah, you know, neither, he, neither
0: are great defenders. Obviously. No,
1: neither are great. You know, Seawood probably better weak side defender than John Collins. John Collins a little bit better one-on-one defender. I think that you would insert John Collins into the starting lineup compared to Seawood probably staying on the bench for this team. Yeah, I, I just, I think. Uh, I think if you made me choose, I'd probably pick John Collins just because I think there's a little bit more potential with playing with Luca a little bit better and he's younger and he's on a, you know, a multi-year deal. So I probably pick John Collins. Now, if that involves trading more than potentially like one first round pick, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, you, you That's kind of tying my hands behind my back. I, I really don't want to give away more than one first round pick, but, at this point, I don't think you have much of a choice if you want to get a guy like John Collins or or a guy who's going to be significantly, you know, a, a significant addition to this team that could actually push us to being a championship contender. But I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Would you rather have Collins or or see what?
0: Well, I don't like I hate to be a bit of a prisoner of the moment here, but like Collins is playing pretty terribly, right? Pretty now. Pretty bad. He's shooting like 21 percent from three like three and a half attempts per game so i i mean it's i agree with you like do i think he's a better shooter a smoother shooter does it look better than sea woods yes but what's christian shooting from three i mean it's not been that bad he's shooting no, 40 percent like, yeah he's shooting he and he's averaging about four more points um i i agree i think collins would be in the lineup immediately, in the starting lineup immediately. It feels like he'd be a great player to pair alongside Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have a similar skill set in some respects, but the like the speed of Collins, the jumping ability, he's he's just he's a different athlete, right? Yes. He has less length, he can't do the Euro step dunk over guys. No. Like SeaWood can
1: nobody in in like that 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 that's big can do the Euro stuff like SeaWood I don't think
0: well Giannis but yeah
1: yeah well okay that's fair my bad that that's on me that's on me
0: he does like the Giannis light move basically is what it is um I I don't know it's just like I feel like we should we need to wait we gotta wait and see because Wood has more he he has another place to take it to I think within this system. And if we bring Collins in, there's there's an entire like we got to get used to him. We got to get used to him in the locker room. We got to get used to him on the court. Um, we've already we had an off season do with Seawood. He was in Vegas with our guys, sitting and watching the young guys. I also already have seen him. This guy's been a leader since day one. Mm-hmm. Whether whether he's had contentious uh, contentious communication with Jay Kid or not, um, he cares about these young guys. He is a guy that clearly has Hardy under his wing right now, mm-hmm. um, which I, which I like to see. And I don't know. I just, as far as like a cornerstone rim protector, like if we put an anchor defensive anchor in the paint at his best, I think Seawood is a better pick there than Collins because of his size. And so I just like, we have to trust Kid, I guess, enough to like turn him into that.
1: You hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I'm I'm making my decision based on I assume that John Collins is going to regress to his mean, or I guess yeah, it's regress to the mean. It's uh, always it's even, always
0: regress to the mean. I, yeah, I,
1: even though that he really sucks right now, and if you if he regresses any more than it'd be unfortunate. But you know, it, it's uh, you bring up some great points. I think like I mean, it's just such a hard decision in my opinion. Um, if you could, if you could guarantee. That one, Seawood becomes that rim protector that we think that he can be. Like, I think that he has such potential, especially to become on that weak side and get a bunch of block shots. Um, and two, that you could guarantee that he, after he does do that, he resigns with the Mavericks in the offseason uh, and doesn't choose to spite Jay Kidd for not starting him the entire season and, and go somewhere else to start. You know, I would definitely take Seawood, I think, but there's those two factors. Compared to what Collins brings, I just don't know. I don't know. That's why. That's why I say
0: we need more time because. Yes, I agree. The closer we get to February and the trade deadline, the more we'll have. Deadlines make deals, as as you love saying, and we'll get a a better look at where what our record is. Yes, and if we have a viable shot of being a top six seed, and if we do, great. Cause then I don't really care that Christian Wood wasn't starting. Cause you know that when push comes to shove, we get to the playoffs, he will be, or at least yeah. he'll be playing 36 minutes. At that point, it's so. just at that point, it's just a tactical decision not to start him, right? Right. And it Play doesn't Jason really matter. Terry
1: not starting when we won. I mean, right. He's playing 36 minutes a game.
0: For sure. So I I think we gotta wait and see. And I also Collins has a guy that has always played with Trey Young. And Trey Young makes other guys better around him, especially now, the the current version of Trey Young. Mm-hmm. You know, the first two years I think he was a little trigger happy. Um, mm-hmm. but he is an excellent passer. He's one of the best passers in the league. And we've seen Christian Wood operate with James Harden, but we've also seen him operate with no no point guards. And he's able to get his own bucket. And I think that I can I can work with that. And I know that, and I've seen that thus far when he's been out there at the second unit. I can't say the same for Collins. Right. Like, for whatever reason, I feel more comfortable with the second unit where my two scores are Spencer Dinwiddie and Christian Wood than I would if John Collins is with him on that second unit. Now, do I think that John Holl- Collins would would probably flow better like with Luka in the starting lineup? Yes, I do. Um, but man, if he's, if he's shooting 20% from three, like you take the pick and pop out. There's just going to be a guy that's clogging the paint every time on the roll. You know, like I, unless you have another shoot enough shooters out there on the floor that have spaced the floor so much. And, you know, that's how Dwight gets so many opportunities at the rim. Yeah. But I also think like some of the opportunities that Dwight gets are because no one respects him. Oh, a hundred percent.
1: A hundred percent.
0: You know what I mean? Like, and yes. they just put so much pressure on Luca that it's like, no, Dwight Powell can make, a shot within eight feet of the hoop. Like he's actually incredibly high percentage at that. One of the best in the league. Yes. Um,
1: Dwight Powell is not only disrespected by his peers, but by the Mavericks fan base at times. Like he, this, this kid is, I mean, this kid, this, he's like 30 years old. He is awesome. I I am a Dwight Powell fan through and through just because he does the little things, brings the high energy and can make almost any lob that Luca throws up at him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. he's a pretty solid free throw shooter, too, as as a big, Um, Mm -hmm. which, thank goodness, we hit some free throws in this game. That was much needed.
1: (sighs) Yes. And they were practicing free throws today at practice, at the end of practice, uh, from Callie Kaplan. I think she videoed it and posted on Twitter, made sure everybody knew that, yes, they are practicing their free throws. They promise. They are doing it.
0: Shout out, Callie. Love that. Love that. Yeah. yeah, So I think my gut check is Seawood. Hold on to him. I'm good on Collins for now. Um, if we can get Nerlens for anything less than a second round pick, like I'm cool with that. Do yeah. it. I don't want to give up draft capital for him. Um, Bogdanovich. I don't know. That's where yeah. that one's tough for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that. But if, I don't
0: think we need to, like you said, rush to a decision. Like, oh, yeah.
1: I, Dude, we got so much time. There's so much time to figure this thing out. Uh, I, I brought up the trade rumors because because they're actively happening. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to imagine this team getting better because uh, we really do need to get better. I think that we will internally and externally get better uh, by the time March rolls around. I think with if you were to trade for Collins, I think you'd absolutely have to trade for another big man uh, at, at, for a center that can rim protect. I think that that's already you know a priority for us as it shows with New Orleans Noel, um, but. At the end of the day, I would like to dismiss all three of these guys and get better internally so that we can trade for another ball handler. I think that's my end goal. I think we do need that third ball handler. I think that should be the top priority. While Nurland's Lowell, well, if we can get him for nothing, absolutely bring him aboard, play him 10, 15 minutes. Hopefully, you know, we never see JaVale McGee on the floor again if he does come to this team. And we can use our actual assets to get a third ball handler and improve the backcourt because, you know, Luca and Spencer at some point need some help and it's, it's just gotta happen. I love, I love both those guys, but they do need some help in handling the ball. I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the believe in mass podcast. Alex, do you have any last words for the people?
0: No, I don't think I do. Um, I'm wearing this, uh, hogwarts at though
1: shout out dude. hogwarts dude
0: what's what's your house man what's your sorting house?
1: i i think i've taken the quiz one time i i don't remember what it was but i like to imagine myself as a ravenclaw just because i like to think things through and really you like uh, to
0: imagine yourself as a ravenclaw i yeah. don't think many people say that and that's uh good on you
1: for not picking a house that's i mean that's not I, yeah i'm that's that's to me is just so lame that's like the automatic pick you know, it's like, uh, well, I mean, the, protag-
0: the protagonist of the well-beloved right. book series and movie series was a Gryffindor. So I, I certainly get why a lot of people like would want that and aspire yeah. to be that when they took this dump. But you got to know yourself. You got to know that. yourself
1: if you're going to like pick your For own sure. house. Like you can't you can't pick the I mean, it's just that's me. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd like to imagine myself as a Ravenclaw because I, I, I like riddles. You know, I think I'm a pretty smart guy. Maybe not. Maybe the listeners disagree when they hear my takes on the Mavs, but, you know, to each their own, I should say. That's going to do it for the Believe in Mavs podcast. Until next time. Peace. Thank you for
0: listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.